and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. And my name's Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. But before we get into that, Sam Social Man. Sam Social Man, just a reminder, you can check us out on Instagram, Starter Set Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, Starter Set Show, Facebook, just Starter Set Podcast. You can find the uh, the actual show on Stitcher, Acast, soundcloud itunes spotify there's so many i must have forgotten then there are so <laughs> many yeah excellent nice one right well let's get into it this mm-hmm. week ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and cold-blooded individuals amongst you hello we are talking lizard folk Ooh. now this has got to be a does what it says on the tin type job right describe that to me sam well, stick to walls, tails, shed the skin once a year, sort of a bit vicious, live in the jungle, or under the sea, or by a beach. Any of the any of the above. <laughs> yeah, this is like that what's that spell spray approach that I use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just they live in a they live in a place on a on, on green, a land. Green and or blue or blue and green or even not that, maybe red, I don't know. <laughs> or any any combination of the primary colours. Any colour you'd find in the prism of white. Yeah, excellent. All right, wicked. Well, that's it. That's the show, everybody. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Sam's nailed it. Okay, so let's get into it. Lizard folk, yeah, you are right. Name on the tin kind of thing. They are big humanoid lizards, right? Now, um, one of the distinguishable uh, features that we probably have to make aware and call out is um, they are they are a bad guy. They are in the monster manual. Oh, um, or okay, they are not they're... necessarily a bad guy. That's probably a bad description. They are in the monster manual. That's my statement. But they're still a playable race. Yes, you f- will find the playable race instructions in Volo's guide. Um, hmm. So that's an interesting side. But they actually don't come under the monstrous monstrous races section in Volo's guide. They're set up in the entirety section of just races. So, with that in mind, we've kind of got to, I feel at least, um, talk about the difference of uh, there must be some sort of differentiator between sort of a lizard man as a playable race or as lizard folk in general. I mean, yes and no. They're bad bad people. They're bad humans. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like as a race they're aligned to maybe bad but that doesn't necessarily mean it more affects how the world's going to see you rather than how you as a player have to see the world that's good and that question has actually one yes it's helped me answer that question but also it helps me come on to something a little bit later so i appreciate that question and we'll that's get into that Thank you, mate. Right, so lizard folk, let's get into it. So, the th- the thing that we have to uh, mechanically, right? Sorry, mechanically, let's get into those parts. So, lizard folk, they've got a lot of mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think you can play them as uh, we've had the conversation around Tabaxi and we've had the conversation around Tritons that you can potentially do a little bit of homebrew and move cool. some of their skills around to uh, reflect their lizard folk lineage. For instance, a chameleon or a lizard that spits or like if you go Komodo dragon kind of thing, you know, you have all of those bits and bobs in there. So I'll do the I'll do the base and then I'm going to throw out a couple of like ideas that I've had around rules for 
I mean, uh, uh, these are like off the top of my head, but we'll we'll see how that all goes, right? So let's let's get into the mechanics. So um, ability score increases. You get a boost to your constitution by two, and your wisdom incre is increased by one. Uh, typically, they get reach maturity around 14, and they live to about the age of 60. So, 60? Yes, yeah, 6-0. Huh, okay, that's that kind of makes sense, but it's, I think it's the lowest life expectancy of any race we've covered. Yeah, I think you're right there, actually. It's more like a, a an average human in the Middle Ages, I would say. <laughs> five foot five. Yeah. Yeah. Dying. If you're 45, you, you should have died 10 years ago. <laughs> and had 100 children. Yeah. So um, their size is medium, although they tend to be a little bit bulkier, a little bit more uh, on the sort of shredded side of life. Nice. Um, or, oh, hang on. I've got a good scale. There's a scales pun there. Cool. I, no, I've, I've, I've messed it up by calling it out in the no, first place. No, no, no. We'll, we'll gloss over that. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, speed, 30 feet. Uh, they also have a swimming speed of 30 feet as well. Useful. Um, now we're going to get into the more interesting things. So they get a bite attack, um, which is a natural weapon. And this is one of the things that you can probably swap out. And I'll, t I'll talk about that in a second. Um, so they get a bite attack, which is 1d6 plus your strength modifier, um, which you can do uh, instead of an unarmed strikes. Nice. So you've always got a weapon on you. Uh, they have a thing called Cunning Artisan, which kind of links into when we're going to talk about their cultural elements, which is basically, as part of their short rest, um, you can harvest bones, skin, uh, teeth, nails from a slain creature and make it into a useful item. Uh, let's say like a shield or a club or a javelin or like blowgun needles and that's you know so what i mean cool that's really useful too yeah exactly and that as that mechanic links a lot into their role-playing situation and their cultural situation so we'll talk that about makes that sense, yeah. in a moment they can hold their breath for 15 minutes um which is kind of cool there's a nice reflection to sort of crocodiles you know how they can kind of just chill mm -hmm. out in the bottom of a river for an age Ages. Probably around, probably around fifteen minutes. I would imagine so. <laughs> as soon as it's written down, um, they have proficiency with. Oh, sorry, you gain proficiency with two elements from the following list: so animal handling, nature, perception, stealth, survival. That's because they're just natural hunters. They have a natural armor thanks to their scaled hide. Uh, this is a big old list. I told you it was. Um, then they have something called hungry jaws. Hungry jaws. Mm. <laughs> I think there's, uh, a jingle, there's a jingle in there somewhere. There is. I like that, actually. We'll, I, we'll never use that again, though. No, you Hang wait. On. Play the impromptu jingle. Hungry jaws. Brilliant. Done. There we go. <laughs> um, so, in battle, you can throw yourself into a feeding frenzy, and as a bonus action, you can bite someone, basically. I and used to be 17 stone. I know that one. Yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, they get uh, common and draconic as their languages. Useful. Okay, yeah. So that's the quick rundown of their um, mechanical side of things. Let's go into the cultural side of things. Culture, so, culture, culture. We're getting jingles for everything today. Um, so going back to that canning. Oh, no, I missed the thing. I missed the thing where I said about the adaptability dependent on your lizard person. Yes. So, Let's talk about swapping out that bite for something a little bit different. Like a tail swipe? 
let's say exactly let's say your lizard folk comes from a more of a komodo dragon kind of vibe or a monitor lizard like one of the ways that they they tend to scrap is they're they're they've got a big old tail they're like six you know they're big old six and they just thwap you with it um, mm-hmm. And you could potentially have that as an unarmed strike. You've got bludgeoning damage in there. You could theoretically take um, the statistics for the whip and then just place that as part of that attack. Reskin it, eh? Very Re-skin, good. Because lizards. Like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks, I'm Sam. there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cold, cold joke. Um, All right. So yeah, no, that was bad. I'm so just trying to think of other ones now. <laughs> one side of things. Maybe you go down the chameleon side of things and you can potentially take uh, like a camouflage Ooh, okay. style of bits. So either maybe you have um, a limited invisibility ability kind of thing. I like that. Or you can That's do the quite... tongue thing. Yeah, you, grab, or you can do the tongue stuff. thwap. The sticky tongue thwap. Um, yeah. You can swap it out. You, do you know what you can actually do? Um, you can take... Um, one of the wood elf feats, which is something about camouflage, like it's natural camouflage, mm-hmm. you can swap that out, right? So you could actually say, right, if I'm going to go chameleon, I'm going to get natural camouflage, and I'll use that instead of that bite action. Or here's another one for you: um, you could go for potentially having some sort of poisonous spray element too, like a spit, like the dragonborn yeah, exactly. thing. Exactly. Even actually, I actually think my um, my middle brother. He plays a uh, lizard folk druid who harvests his own poisonous spit. And I think he's done that, actually. He swapped out those two points and he basically just puts those in vials and is like, here's some acid, here's some poison kind of thing, um, which is <laughs> how nice. Thick is this, how thick is this glass? Thick enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's that. You could also... What was the one that I just thought of that I really enjoyed? Oh, yeah, you could take, um, let's say if you've got more of a gecko kind of vibe to you and you have a climb speed now because you've got the, um, the sticky, sticky, sticky feet. Mm-hmm. And then you can take that bit from the tabaxi where they where they got a climb speed, a natural climb speed. You can just take that and you get a natural climb speed now as well as a swimming and a walk speed. Really so, cool. Yeah, I think they're really easily adaptable. The, the great thing is, as lizards themselves, we've got so much stuff to actually draw upon that it works quite nicely. Maybe um, you have more of a Triceratops vibe. Ah, uh, no, I think we're getting a little bit off there. Oh, I got, I got a good one. You could what? have some sort of regenerative, regenerative, so that twice, yeah, power. Um, and like instead of a short rest or a long rest you shed your skin and you get like some hit okay. points back something yeah, like that maybe add some temporary hit points to you between short and long rests yeah cool sure. yeah nice I like that right wicked so there's there's your lizard folk potential homebrew adaptations like it like wicked. it wicked now we can move on to cultural okay so if you remember there was that... culture, I'm guessing Yes, but um, in it kind of yes and no, right? So it's it's lizard folk themselves. They are a race who are pragmatic and utilitarian, right? They are everything needs to have a purpose, everything needs to have a place, because it's all about survival. They don't have oh right, okay. So it's kind of like that keep hammering mentality: bite down, go forward, crush your feelings, kind of. Um, pretend you have answers. Not so much. 
<laughs> not so much the crushing of feelings, just that there is no real feeling or feelings to them uh, are so sort of alien, right? So it's taking that cold-blooded feature and actually completely oh. anthropomorphized uh, whatever, taking that and putting it into, into play as part of the creature's race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so now that that means that you have quite strange ways in terms of um, getting them to go to places and do things because you can't push upon usual things like say revenge or love or you know th- things that emote people to get them to yeah. do things you no longer have that Okay. unless it was like a world ending event and it's like okay dude yeah you can stay on the beach but you're going to die because that meteor is going to hit or that wizard's going to dry up the sea or exactly like, maybe I don't know it's weird huh yeah, it is strange. So, so this this is the thing that makes them most interesting, right? Is you've got to now role play a creature which doesn't necessarily feel emotional attachment to things, but has an understanding of pragmatism. Okay, so for instance, a party member goes down, um, the dwarf is dead, and the rest of the party are you know upset and whatever. The lizard folk walks over and just goes like, "Cool, I I need this armor." We are going to need some food in the next like five days, so uh, you know what I mean. And he just starts mm-hmm. to carve into the into the dwarf. Now, this could potentially get to points where there might be some sort of uh, what's it called friction in a party because you've got this character who just doesn't work on an emotional level in the same way that other people. However, a lizard folk will recognise that it is bad to piss off people in armor with weapons and magical powers so whilst he may go over to do that the first time round and they all go whoa 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 what are you doing and he's like what what this is this is good meat now yeah They're like no that doesn't work like that in his in a lizard man's mind this is now taking meat from dead friends means other friends hate lizard folk so, so lizard folk don't aren't do... really yeah it's not really because i was about to say oh it sounds like drax like we were talking about last week but it's not because no. he has that shit built in and it's just never gonna stick yeah. whereas a lizard folk lizard folk are far more absorbent of the culture yeah that exactly. they're around i suppose you know they learn they learn quick if you think about it if they if they spend all their time so they typically they've spent their times growing up in swamps and uninhabitable areas right um, which means that they've got this pragmatism, they've got this hunter survival thing where they kill something, they quickly make something out of it, they use every part of the creature. Um, and culturally, this obviously reflects with things like Native Americans or like early Europeans. We're talking like early uh, Norwegian kind of vibe. Um, or Skrull. Or the Skrull. Or the Skrull. That's a good vibe, actually, if we're going to go down the Marvel Marvel route. Um, Literally fact, the only like, vibe I have on the show. But yeah, the scroll, I think, works to my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. Um, so that's what you start to have to kind of deal with in terms of culturally and role-playing um, a lizard folk. You also have to think about uh, they have a strange way of speaking, right? Because they don't necessarily recognize the self or the person or I. So it's, instead of saying oh. things like, I feel cold, right? Because it's got a feel in there. And this, this example is given in Volo's Guide. A lizard folk might say, the wind brings cold. Or That really is Native American, isn't it? If you yeah, think about it. 
Exactly, exactly. And they have, uh, they actually have interesting naming. Um, yeah, I was going to mention that. It's, it's like runs with the, runs with the current or hunts with a, a net or something. That's a bad yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, the first <laughs> runs one. with the current, hunts with a net. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> their their names. Um, usually, I don't really go into the names things because I find them a little bit contrived. But actually, a lot of the time, you know, it's. It is what it is but you don't necessarily have to name your character this sort of stuff you can name whatever is one but the lizard folk names are quite interesting because they take their names from the draconic language um and it's actually just a descriptive of something that they've done or uh, something that they kind of do so big claw. For, yeah big claw but it would be you'd be called big claw if you meant if you took um like a like a, <laughs> a great sword if you had big if you had a big claw that wasn't yours yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if you took a great sword from um, a I don't know, a hobgoblin who came in, and now that's your big claw, and you're known as Big Claw. Mm. Or you might be a slightly smaller um, sort of um, salamander-like um, little feet. But yeah, oh, shit, I keep messing this up. It, only if you had stolen someone else's shoes and they were yeah, too Yeah, exactly. Or, no, it can also be sort of a thing that you do as well. So let's say it's a salamander, right? Loves the sun, so he might be called Basks in Sun. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or... or... He's a chameleon. Go and get never there. Yeah. <laughs> Where... The one we never see. That's, um... That is better. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, and then they what they basically give you in there is a load of descriptions of things in Draconic. Obviously, I don't know Draconic because I can't do that. I can't. Com- I love. <laughs> I, I love this game, but I can't learn a full language. You can't be that guy that does Klingon. How many times? Yeah. Do you- <laughs> yeah, I can't be. I mean, I like. I, I'm impressed by the people that can, but you know, I've got like a hundred other things floating around in my head. Yeah. As equally as useless, I imagine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've gone into the mechanical side of things. We've gone into the cultural side of things and a little bit in terms of the role-playing. Um, oh, they obviously... So naturally, they, they kind of align themselves quite nicely to uh, druids. Rogues? Um, just, rogues, not so much, actually. Sneaky, uh, sneaky? So I know much. they sound like they could be, but no. So they've got constitution and wisdom. So like, natural, um, natural druids natural maybe fighters definitely natural uh, monks which is weird Um, Mm -hmm. especially with the unarmed strikes because your unarmed strikes then turn into bites I'm not sure how that actually works mechanically so instead of punching people once you're just going I love that we both went to the same place (laughs) I also think uh, in terms of the druid vibe it kind of lends uh, itself to a little bit more of a sort of a darker druid you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like a, how would I describe it? Almost like a, so you've got your, you know, you might have your high elf kind of thing and he, or a wood elf and he's all like, oh, lovely trees and plants and oh, isn't this amazing? I would see a lizard folk. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to actually uh, talk about the um, playable character and the other stuff. I'll get into that in a, in a minute, in a second as well. So, okay. Lizard folk druids, right? They, I, I feel like they would almost be classed as like the mold druid, or like the decay druid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, the like bone, that. a bone druid or whatever. You know, they've always got, they've always got the bones collected around them, and they'll always, if they're 
conversing with nature or whatever, it'll always be I'll toss the knuckle bones or I'll yeah yeah you know you get my vibe or I'll mm-hmm. I'll bring out a stoat and look at its gizzard. And then I'll Stoats don't gizzard. have gizzards. Well, this one does because it's Dungeons and Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons is magical. Um, and they're lizard folk, so it's a lizard gizzard. Nice. I love the it. wizard. In the, in the wizard gizzard, what? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying things that rhyme. I love that in our make believe world of Dungeons and Dragons, we've got like elves and goblins and all that stuff. But the most magical thing is a is a stoat with a gizzard. That's yeah. the thing that really breaks the world. It, exactly, which is carried around by a lizard who only comes out uh, in a blizzard, and he's a wizard. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of. That's all of them. That, that's all of them, isn't it? Yeah, that's all of them. Uh, I am so pleased that I've won that. Uh, <laughs> all the ones we can right. say on on the air, at least. I think so. The think about it. <laughs> other ones are oh, right. No. Uh, <laughs> the thing between playable character lizard folk and also um, monster manual lizard folk. Right. So mm-hmm. we have to go into this. So um, if you're completely pragmatic and you're devoid of feeling, how do you tell that you're bad or good? You don't. Right. They are completely neutral. The only reason why you may be attacked by lizard folk, let's say, is because your food. Fair. Okay. That's all that you have to do. If you, if you theoretically, with that being the case, if you're an adventuring party and you come across some bad lizard folk, unless they've had an ulterior motive where somebody's going like, "Don't worry about it. I'll pay you in twenty stakes if you kill that one human." Um, mm-hmm. They go, "Ah, oh, twenty stakes is more than one human." I don't know. I don't know how many yeah, stakes you get out of a human. Um, you think? Okay, good to know. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, so that's the probably the only time where you're actually gonna feel that. It, the nice thing is, is if they're truly neutral, all you have to do that the ultimate mercenaries, right? All you have to yeah. do is go. What's he paying you in stakes? Mm-hmm. I'll pay you twenty-one stakes, and they go. Ah, oh, twenty-one stakes is more than twenty stakes. You're on kind of mm-hmm. so like that's that. what that's the way you have to think in terms of like that can also be quite interesting in terms of a role-playing character character wise as well yeah you know what i mean and you yeah, can imagine sure. them getting like metaphors wrong or um all kinds of hilarity yeah exactly but still doing do you know who they are more like i know we said the drax thing earlier but it's more like mantis oh right yeah no i get that yeah kick names take ass Yes, that kind I of like thing. that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Cool. Wicked. All right, that's lizard folk. Uh, shall we do, do what's wanna, that spell? Do you want to dive into the box first? Oh, yeah, you've got to make a character. Got to make a Go. character. Sam's character box. Okay, so there's this druid. He's a lizard folk. Druid. And, he, I mean, that's the start, isn't it? Mm. And as soon as that's what we're doing, one day his village is attacked. This is his backstory. His village is attacked. He's a chameleon monk. In fact, yeah, he's a monk, not a druid. Chameleon monk. And one day his, uh, his tribe get attacked by, like, colonials or whatever. And all he does is sit in the tent and people go, fucking hell, what's happened? The prophecy's come true. We're all going to die. And he's like, well, mm, you're all going to die. And he tosses his bones up in the air and disappears because he knows, because he's super, super wise, that this is all part he sees the bigger picture this is all part of the balance of nature and of course with one ebb 
the Colonials killing everyone he knows, boom, he has to then go back and to return the favour, slaughter them all. So he's this just this mirthless killing machine that only does not because of any feeling he doesn't care about them because all he does is he's a comedian he just disappears when the raid happens so this is just about balance it's not about revenge it's all about balance balance. and he's gonna he's gonna gonna do some dark shit but yeah that works quite nicely in terms of the monk vibe as well because if you remember I can't remember which monks we were talking about but they were the ones that did had yeah yeah they had a balance temple didn't they where everything was Mm -hmm. shifting continually Mm-hmm. Whatever, go back and listen to Monks. Uh, we talk about that. Yeah. There's a plug. There's nice. A... Okay. I like that. Right. Yeah, let's let's do some let's do some magic. What's that spell, baby? Play the ruddy bloody jingle. Put the jingle here. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's my spell? Okay. Sam, are you ready to play? What's that spell? I am always ready to lose at what's that spell. Excellent. Number one, anti-life shell. You create a big shell that you cover someone with. No, hang on, that's silly. Um, That's not me guess, unless it's right. Um, (laughs) You create, although, hmm, you summon a shell and anything that's trapped underneath it dies. Or you create a shell around yourself and everything that touches it dies, one of those two. They're both no. going to be wrong. They're both going to be wrong, so why just let me have it? They are both wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong, Sam. All right. Sam, you, Sam, you are wrong. Sam, you are wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, anti-life shell is a... Think of it as a ward that basically doesn't allow anything that isn't living through. Undead, construct... Oh, a like shell... That. And that's a bit of a misnomer. Go on, hit me again. Hey ho. Um, here we come. Next one. Blink. It. You can teleport. I imagine you in the blink of an eye. You blink and you're somewhere else. Yeah, actually, very good. Yes. So, yes. um, you basically randomly. So once you trigger this, right, it lasts for a minute, and then. It, at the end of each of your turns, for the duration of a spell, you roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, you vanish from your current plane of existence and appear in the ethereal plane. At the start of your next turn, when the spell ends, you, you basically go backwards and forwards between the ethereal plane. But you never, once you've triggered it, you never know whether you're going to go or not. Oh, shit. Okay. So there's a little bit of randomness in it, but it is a lot of fun. I, I think that's it's quite a tasty little spell to bring out. Um, last but by no means least, let's go with Long Strider. It means you can move further in battle. It adds something to your distance of attack, something like that. Which one do you want? The first one or the second one, Sam? Those are two two options. Uh, the second one. It means you can move further in battle. You get a boost to your to how far you can move between attacks. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Yes! I'm raising yeah, my average. Awesome. I'm moving up the table. That's two out of three. So the target speed is increased by ten feet until the spell ends. Get in. That's just a level one spell. Isn't that great? There you go, mate. Excellent. All right. That's what's that spell. Sam, let's bring the show to a close. Let's bring the show to a close. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, we'll be bringing you more stuff. I think it's we're going to be doing another campaign chronicles in a couple of weeks. 
I think we are. It's one every three. Oh, next show is a campaign chronicles. Next show is a campaign chronicles. I best get to writing that up then. Well, that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> wicked. All right. <laughs> Lovely stuff. As always, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, do feel free and please share it with others that you would either like to get into the game you are currently playing the game with or don't play the game, don't understand what you do or what you're talking about because hopefully this might shed some sort of light on that. Welcome Uh, to my world. (laughs) Exactly. You've been our listeners. We've been Starter Set. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye! Wear the shoes, it will please me. Like that one? That was weird. Yeah, that was good. That was was a different one to what we usually do.